And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seed Rail. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, guys, I want to find out. Number one, you make me jealous because I'm a fat, balding guy. And you two look like you're just, like, shitting weight. So, what's... Well, essentially we are because we only eat so much now. So it's like all the fat's like, hey, look, little fat deposit going bye-bye. And then... Actually, we're not shitting weight, we're peeing weight, because all we do is <laughs> pee, like, all the time. Yeah. So, well, let's find out first, how much have you lost? Um, I, um, in the past, since, uh, what is it, September 1st, I've lost 40, no, 37 pounds? 37 pounds, yeah. wow. But you haven't been doing the diet. But since... I haven't been doing this diet. On this diet, I've lost 17 pounds. And how much have you lost? 17 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. The same 17 pounds. Yeah. Now, explain to the listeners what this diet is. And and we don't have no endorsement with this. I just think it's a, an interesting product that actually I can visually see that it's working. So um, We're doing HCG drops. What is HCG? It's the pregnancy hormone that women have in their urine and blood when they're pregnant. Uh-huh. And basically what it, it does is it acts as a... A tool to like protect your baby. So like when you eat, that's how your baby gets nutrients from your body. Uh-huh. It takes calories from to the baby. Well, since we don't have a baby in us, it takes our those calories and it burns them and we pee them out basically the fat cells. Interesting. But the the drawback is is that you have very minimal food to eat, right? It's not that's min- well. I I've well the original diet it was founded in the fifties. And I say that it's flawed because there's so many things now that we have that we didn't have back then. Right. So, like, I've added things to it. Like, we have, well, basically, you're supposed to only eat um, 500 calories a day. This is the, the basic diet. We don't, we're not doing this, though. And you have, um, basically, you have, you have two proteins a day, two vegetables a day, two fruits a day, and two um, breads a day. And... As much water, tea, or coffee as you want. No sugar, no butter, no oil, nothing. Really? The meats, you can only have chicken. You can have... No um, dairy either. Yeah, no dairy. You have chicken, any type of white fish, lobster, or crab. Oh, there you go. And then the, well, we haven't had any of that because we can't afford it. And the vegetables are limited too. Like the basic, the, the basic diet has vegetables of like cabbage, lettuce, onion, celery, asparagus, 
and spinach. That's about all you can have on the basic diet. Wow. Yeah, and then you can only have, uh, for the fruits, you can only have apples, oranges, grapefruit, and strawberries. And that's it. Real fast, let me interrupt. Um, listeners, Zoe is still awake. I can't believe she's actually still awake this late at night. So you might hear her in the background. Uh, it's just something that we're going to have to deal with. Um, so, it, now do you guys, at the beginning, are you guys still hungry? I mean, or do you feel yeah. satisfied? Yeah, um, the first, hungry. well, the first day was really bad. I had a headache. I felt horrible. Like, I felt starving. He's always still hungry. He just has a big appetite because he's right. a big guy. But for me, I get full now, like, pretty easily. Like, compared to the one I used to be able to get full, like, we went to sushi. And we ordered, um, the first time I went to sushi, we ordered a, a roll each, and then we shared a roll. And I had a miso soup, and I was stuffed. And usually I could eat, like, four rolls myself, right. you know. And then we went the other day to sushi, because they have happy hour at this one sushi place. And the rolls were really cheap, so I was like, let's go. And then we got, um, we ordered a California roll, spicy tuna, spicy salmon, and a Mexican roll. And then Mexican like, roll so good. And like a little appetizer. And I was so stuffed, like literally, because it tastes so good and I was eating so fast, I didn't realize <laughs> how full I was. I got so sick, I had to throw up. I was so sick. like Really? Because my stomach is so small now compared to what it used to be. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to eating big. Right, right. But uh, we've changed the diet. Like like I said, we have sushi. We eat um, any type of lean meat. We eat tur- lean turkey, ground turkey, um, ground really, really lean ground beef. We eat any vegetable we want and any fruit we want. No, when we say lean, we're not talking about, oh, yeah, 90. 85. Yeah, like 90, 85. That, no, we're talking about 98%. Yeah, very lean meats. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and the original diet, you can only have one fruit at a time or one vegetable at a time. I'm, I make, like, um, things that have three or four different vegetables in it. And, like, I've made soups and different like that. We use uh, low-sodium, because, low, oh, yeah, you can have no salt in this diet, too. So we use, like, low-sodium organic broths and stuff like that. But we eat about five times a day because we have snacks like that. So it's, I feel pretty full. But now we're adding chia seeds into that to see if it will help us with our being hungry all the time. No, what, explain what that is. Chia seed is a little seed that um they found is a really, like, you know, like superfoods? Mm-hmm. It's yes. considered a superfood has a lot of benefits. It's um, a small seed. You put it in water, and it when you put it in water, it gets like a gelatinous... Sub- it turns like a gelatinous substance, uh-huh. like basically like gelatin almost. And when you put them in your body and eat them, it expands in your stomach up to 10 times the size of each seed, so it's making you feel more full, and your body doesn't digest the seeds <clears throat> as fast as other foods, so it's helping your blood sugar stay stable. It's helping you not get constipated. It's helping you um, with blood pressure. There's a lot. Of, it has a lot of benefits. It has. Um, it's one of the substances that has the most omega-3 fatty acids in it, other than well, it's even more than like uh, fish oil. <coughs> so it's really good for you. Oh shit! What was I gonna say? I just completely blinked out. Um, and where can you get this? We got ours at uh, Winco, in the where their spices are at. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody has Winco, but if not, you can buy these online too. They're just little white and black seeds. They're really small. Almost as like bird food, to be honest. Really? Yeah. 
Speaking now, you were talking about blood pressure and diabetes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you are no longer a diabetic. No, I'm no longer diabetic. At all. At all. My blood sugar has not been over 119, which is 120 is diabetic. Right. My blood sugar, when I went to the, I had to go to the emergency, it was 95. Um, I checked it yesterday after I had had fruit and it was 114. Right after I'd eaten, like, it started to metabolize my blood. Right. I've not had anything go into diabetic area at all. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. I know. That is awesome. So, you know, people, a lot of people are against low calorie diets. I and mean, this, this diet is still low calorie. We probably have up to, I mean, we, a few times we've had like 1400 calories, but usually we have to like a thousand. Uh huh. And I know you can't sustain on that for too long because your body will get used to it. Your metabolism will slow. That's why this diet is, it goes in a, a 44 day period and then you stop and you go back to eat normal, normal, um, calories and go back, but it really does help you, your health. I see you guys becoming health nuts. Next thing you're gonna do is <laughs> you're gonna quit smoking. He's already called me a health nut because I want to do juicing and organ. And me and mom want to start eating organic foods. So yeah. this guy, he'll no. eat whatever I give him. If I'm cooking, he'll eat it. Yeah, if you cook it, I'll eat it. I'll agree to that. If so. you build it, he will come. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you can um, what's that movie where uh the the bench warmers. If you build it, nerds will come. <laughs> All I'd say is for people that have health problems or that want to lose weight, they want to see a good documentary, they should watch um, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Really? I almost watched that. It's a really good documentary. That's, and then Food yeah. Matters mm-hmm. and Hungry for Change. Those are three good documentaries about food. Um, since we're talking about movies and Netflix and shit like that, I started watching just because I couldn't find anything else and and I I figured what the hell let me try to see what these recommendations on Netflix is, and they recommended uh, Todd and the Pure Book of Evil. Have you guys seen that? No, nah, well we've seen it on Netflix, but we haven't actually seen it. Yeah, we haven't watched it. Um, it's it's Canadian humor, so it some of it you get, some of it you don't get. Um, and then I'm I'm about episode six is where I'm at. And it's pretty good. I mean, you know, obviously I've watched six episodes. Yeah. Um, it was around episode five when I realized who the janitor was. I was like, now the janitor pops up in every episode. But it wasn't until episode five I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Jason Mewes. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I, and it, it didn't even click until then. And uh, so I watched that, and I've been watching some other things on Netflix as well. I'm trying to remember, as you can tell, if I can't remember, they weren't, you know, that spectacular where it, it kind of extends out forefront in your mind. But uh, Todd in the Book of Evil. Oh, this does stand out in the forefront of my mind. It's called A Band Called Death. And it is a documentary about a three brothers. They're three black brothers from Detroit in 1971. Oh, that's all oh, that almost starts out. Detroit Rock City? Oh. Well, I was going to say it actually starts out like in the, our... Advertisement. In 1971, says Sadie Burbank. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, no, it was. It was the same time. 1971, these three brothers, they're, they're black brothers in Detroit. And during that time, if you sing or if you have any mu- musical talent, you go to Motown. Yeah. But they were more influenced by, like, Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Hendrix. Who, and Jimmy we Hendrix. watched, yeah. like, half of it. Oh, you, you have seen Yeah. What did you guys think? I thought it was pretty, I don't remember what we were doing at the time. It was hard for us to concentrate on it. But from what I, I watched of it, it room. was really good. Like I, I was pretty 
like amazed at their talent and everything. Yeah, we're like we stopped for like because we were getting close to the middle of it, and we we just like stopped moving our stuff around in the living room, and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. She's like, what? What's happening? I'm like, it's these it's these three brothers. You know, they're they're black. You know, and during the time, you know, Queen, Led Zeppelin, all of them were starting to come out, and it was interesting to see. You know, but they were like a straight punk rock band, like yes, early yeah. punk rock. Yes. Um. Yeah, like Zoe's standing <laughs> next to me, and her butt was sticking out of her diaper. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. So we're like, well, let, let's watch it a little bit and see where it goes from here. And we got really into it, and they were like, no, nah, let's just stop it because we got to get shit done. <laughs> It is a good uh, flick. I enjoy it. I, I recommend everybody go check it out. Um, it's called A Band Called Death. And there's some moments where you, you kind of almost get, you know, teary-eyed, you know, misty-eyed. It, it's, it's, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well put together. Um, so check it out. It's on Netflix. So if you got Netflix, check it out for free. Fuck. Uh, so other than that, what, what are you guys been watching? Anything um, we started watching the Dragon Tattoo series. Yeah. Trilogy. We were watching that yesterday. We watched it for about six... Six hours. Six hours. Damn. <laughs> and we're going to watch the rest of it probably when we go home. It's, uh... We're watching the Swedish version of it. It's actually really... It's actually pretty good. Better than I thought it was going to be. I really like the American version. Uh-huh. And we're on the second movie. We're... We got three parts left. We got... Because each movie is two parts. Each movie is three hours long. No, I lie. We, we watch it for four and a half hours. We watch for six. Okay. Each movie is a three is an hour and a half for two parts of hour and a half, so it's three hours for per movie, and um, it's pretty good. It's different than the American version. The first one, we're in, so the second one. So I haven't watched. There's the American version for the second one hasn't come out yet. So right. they just announced it yesterday, which pisses me off because that movie came out in 2011. They just announced that they're they don't know when it's going to come out. I'm like, why do they wait like 17 years for us to watch the second part of a fucking movie that we could watch, like? Right, and in Sweden, these movies are produced they, all in the same year. They all came year. out in the same year. Really? Yes, they released all those movies. Um, I think they released them in six parts. I'm not sure. In the same year, they were all filmed consecutively to get consecutively together. Well, if you're going to do something like that, I think that's what you should do. But Hollywood doesn't do that because you know they want to make sure they make enough money off of it, right? So that they can go and because do by it. the time that they're getting ready to release the next one, people have already forgot about it, and then they see that and they're like, "Oh yeah, that movie was so good. We got to go see this." That's that to me but is what they're thinking about. I want to read the books. They're called Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, the books are called Millennium. It's a series of books. Uh huh. How many? I think it's just three books. It might okay. be more than that. I'm not sure. Because you know how, like, they compact so many books into, like, like Harry Potter. Right, right. But, um, no, a good, a good, uh, example of that would be the White Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. There's six yeah. books, but they only made three movies. Right. So I don't know if there's more than three books, but. Are they not making any more Lion, Witch, and No, the they compacted them into three movies. Really? Yeah. They basically did a book, skipped a book, did a book, skipped a book, and then did a book, skipped a book. See. I don't know. I, I I thought that that was a really good series because when I was in third or fourth grade, I started reading that. The Chronicles of Narnia. Right. I've actually 
you know, I've read all the books, and I, I, I would have preferred that they did all the movies. They did all the movies. Yeah, yeah. they probably because they didn't think they could make enough like, as enough money out of it. They made a lot of money. So, what's that movie now? Aaron's gotten into what is it called? Bra- bracking, Breaking Bad. Yeah, we both were into that. Yeah, we watched like all the seasons like consecutively. Up until, yeah, up until the newest one. Yeah, up until season six. They have one through five on Netflix. Now I I've thought about watching that, but first and foremost, it's and really good though. I I've and I'm sad to say I haven't watched it. Is um season three of The Walking Dead? I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's on Netflix as well. Yeah, I seen it. Your mom, she's like, as soon as we we were talking, we're about to go to uh, Kevin's house. She's like, put on The Walking Dead for me. She's like, okay, okay, <laughs> calm down, calm down. Oh, um. I did check because you know Sunday we get the uh dashboard updates. The let's see what was it? Scene red number 44 when you guys came back last week had a 513% increase. Jeez. We we hit almost 9,000 downloads last week. Wow. That's crazy. So, so I didn't realize that we actually dipped into the hundreds as when you guys were gone. Yeah. They're like, fuck the fat, man. We want the lovebirds back. So, <laughs> bring on the pain. Speaking of books, um, I was reading a thing where I guess Stephen King was talking about um, Stephanie Myers versus J.K. Rowling. Oh? Because they're both young female writers that didn't have, really have much of a background in literature before they started writing. Right. And he was saying how he, he really admired J.K. Rowling, that she was a brilliant writer. No, J.K. Rowling's is Harry, Potter, Harry Potter. Okay. Yes, and that she was a brilliant writer, and then he went on to talk about Stephanie Meyer, and he said that she basically was a shit writer. That she was a person who was lucky enough to have one good idea, take it to a publishing house, and then write the story for her. Explain. Like he basically said that she didn't really write the write book? the book. She didn't have the intelligence to write the book. She just had the idea, and then basically told the editor, you know. Right, make this sound intelligent for me. Oh, so she wrote she wrote the book. Yeah, but, but it had the to be editor written. The just, editor went in and, and did yeah. his thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. He said that she's a horrible writer because just he said just because you have a good idea doesn't make you a writer. Right, just means you have a good idea. Yeah. To me, like if I were gonna write anything, like I have really good ideas, but I wouldn't be able to put all that shit down on paper. That would take me a long time because I'm. I would always change it. I'd be like, I don't like this. Take it I think that people that that have really good ideas, if they wanted to be a writer, they would, and they weren't naturally a writer, because some people aren't naturally writers. They right. can't even start writing, or they don't have the, the, intelli- the intellectual level of knowledge of literature to write. Should go and take literature courses, and then they would be able to write. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yes. Because like she did the um, Stephanie Myers did a move. They did a movie in one of her books. What's it called? The host. Yeah. I liked that movie. I thought it was a pretty good idea, but like I said, she they she really can't write. Now, who is Stephanie Meyer exactly? She's a Mormon lady that did Twilight. Oh yeah. She had a dream. That one day. No, no. no. She, this is what she said. She said that she had she was sleeping and she had a dream, and she was walking through a meadow and she seen a beautiful man, like a handsome man, sitting in the meadow, and he was sparkling. That's where she got her idea for Twilight from. 
Wow. Or she was doing some LSD. Something. She probably was doing LSD. Let's have vampires that sparkle and wolves with fucking six packs. Come on now. Well, let's let's turn it up a notch and let's let's get Stephanie Myers. I already turned it up a notch. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say let's get Stephanie Myers hooked up with um. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Grant Morrison. Let's get those two. <laughs> right. Let's get those two together and and see what kind of shit. Now, Lacey, Lacey read the books. Yeah. And she liked them. And that's saying something because Lacey and I have been together for almost 20 years and she has not read one story I've ever written. Yeah. And for her to read, what, three, three novels in a, a four. novelette. Four novels? Okay. So four novels in a novelette. Because, uh, she did that little novelette about Brie Tanner. Uh huh. So and she she read them all, so that that does say something, you know that. Yeah. But you know, again, as you're saying, maybe the the editor, you know, that was, was the, one the that editor. Wrote them. Yeah. Interesting. But I speaking of more of books. I, What'd you say, Mormon speaking books? Speaking more of books. Oh, I not, you said <laughs> not Mormon books. Speaking more of books. I think it's funny. Everybody, everybody's going crazy about that Fifty Shades of Grey. Thing. Yes, the mommy porn. Yeah, I. I guess they're getting the cast together to do the movie of it. Mm-hmm. I still, everybody's like, you have to read it. You have to read it. I have no desire to read that. It's now, I actually did some research on it for, uh, what we think mm. a few months back. Um, I'd researched it. And what it is, is this writer, I didn't, I didn't care enough to even learn her name. Um, she was doing fan fiction of Twilight. Yeah. She was posting this fan fiction of Twilight on this website, and the administrator said, look, you're... you're It's too explicit. Yeah, it's too explicit and took it down. Well, she was getting enough feedback from the people on, on uh, whatever uh, website it was. I'm trying to think of what it was, but I can't remember. So she went to, like, Lulu or some shit like that and printed up the book. Yeah. But first, before she printed up the she book... She got her own website. She kept, I think she kept yeah. doing it because... Uh, Originally, Bella and Edward were the char- the, the main characters. Right. And it, it was, originally, when she started writing it, it was still, uh, somewhat fan, like, had fantasy aspects into it, like, he was a vamp, vampire. Right. But she took that all out, and to me, when she took that shit out, I wasn't interested, because I don't care about love romantic stories. Well, and it's not even that. It's, it, it's more of just sex. Yeah. And, uh, what is it? S&M. You know, yeah, lots a lot of, of S&M. Yeah, lots of, a lot of S&M in it. And, you know, I mean, to each their own. You know, that's cool. If if you like bondage and shit like that, good. But, I mean, nah. You know, as the general public, I don't think... And I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe that's why I'm not a rich author. Um, You know, I don't think that would sell. Well, no, women eat that shit up. Do they? Every... Well, me going to schools that are predominantly female schools... Right. And the other school I went to... Everybody read that book there but me. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Even the older teachers were talking about this book. Women in their 40, you know, 45, I'm just like. Well, that's why they called it mommy porn. But people my age read it, too, and younger, because at the new school, new school, um, the lady that works at the front desk, the girl's uh-huh. like, have you read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey yet? I'm making a movie. She's like, no, I don't like to read. She goes, I don't read either, but you have to read it. It's just the best thing I've ever read. It's so wonderful, so amazing. I'm like, I am not reading that shit. I don't think anybody else should. Hey, again, it's. Primarily just sex. I would, I would much rather pick up a book about people killing each other. <laughs> or like a book about Grand Theft Auto or something. 
because <laughs> I I don't know if you guys have ever heard of and this is like scholastic type stuff, but this is one of my favorite books is like um Artemis Fowl and Alfred Krupp. I don't know if you ever heard no, of that. No. Artemis Fowl is it's it's one of Scholastic's better fantasy um book series. So is Alfred Krupp. Um I had the chance to one time actually I get money from because at the time I was living with my grandma and I've never really been interested in books so I'd always pick up a book I'd read the back and eh, that's not interesting whatever and then you know they had this like assessment thing and they were saying well you don't you don't have but like a third grade reading level I'm like what and this is middle school so I'm like what so I started reading and reading and reading and in the Artemis Fowl series is pretty good. Like, if, if anybody wanted to ever, like, actually read it, go look it up. Same thing with Alfred Krupp. It, it's, I'm gonna have, like, a little spoiler alert, but it's more okay. or less along the line of, like, a summary. Alfred Krupp revolves around this kid that figures out, um, and this is a long time ago that I read it, like, round table Excalibur type stuff. Right, right. But it's all modern day, like, Templars. And, um, uh, it, it's just really, really out there. Okay. And it, to me, that's, that's really interesting. It sounds interesting. And it's scholastic. Well, you know, scholastic actually puts out good shit. I yeah, mean, they, they, they put out, um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter did, uh, or scholastic did Harry Potter. So. Speaking of your reading test, I don't think those, those reading tests are always accurate. Cause we no, know that. I don't, yeah. It's like when I was in fifth grade, fourth grade, and the teacher said I had a second grade reading level. I do remember that. You called and me crying. The next year, a fifth grade before I went to junior high school, I had an 11.4 grade reading level. Yeah, I remember and I had that too. One of the highest points in the school. And I bought all kinds of shit from the auction and everything. So, fuck you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> she was a bit no, because she would call me out in front of everybody to read, and I had a reading out loud phobia. It's a real thing. Yes, I I do too. Well, I did. And I don't have it anymore. I've been to college, but when I first started reading college, I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't do it, but and. So she would call me out, and then I'd be trying to read, and she would like, if I was trying to say like schedule, she'd be, I'd be like schedule, schedule, like I like pressuring me, like, and I just couldn't do it, like I couldn't read in front of people. It was her doing that to me, and then she tried to say I had a second grade reading level. I was devastated. I was like, I know I could read. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been reading as long as you've been talking. I, yeah. I know that for a fact. I remember when uh, she was in kindergarten, they wanted to bring in the favorite book kind of thing. And she brought in an Excalibur comic book. And the teacher called me because I was, you know, really involved with her, yeah. you know, during that time. And she's like, we can't share this book. I'm like, oh, why? And they're like, well, one of the character gets beheaded. Do you remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And she's like, Rebecca's how old? You know, and I'm like, well, she's kindergarten, so she's five years old. And she's like, and she reads this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she, she reads it. <laughs> you know, she, and she comprehends it. Yeah, she comprehends it. Okay, I don't remember what your kindergarten teacher was, but she was a nice lady. You know, because <clears throat> you you did. You had a grasp on the uh, the gruesome death, comic book death. You know, because no comic yeah. book death is ever just kind of mellow. It's It's always... Melodramatic. Let me rip out your I've fucking always loved spine. Gore, yeah. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. I think it's just us, because Mom loves gore, too. She really does. I love gore, but I can, and, and Rebecca knows this, I cannot watch anything where they're actually operating on people, because I know that shit's real. Right. It's so nasty to watch that, but, like, if you watch a movie with somebody's, like, ribs being torn out of Getting their... disemboweled. Yeah, I know, it's like, fake, but, like, I think what, like, watching surgeries, because, like, we'll watch, like, documentaries or shows where they're doing a surgery, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, he's, like, clenching, and I'm just looking at it. I used to get up when I was little and watch surgeries 
on the because when I was little, the Discovery Channel yeah I know was not what it is. It was no. like full of surgeries. It was actually educational. And I would get up like when everybody was asleep. I don't know. I was probably like four. And I would sit out there and watch Discovery Channel, watch them do surgeries. And I know it's morbid. I probably wouldn't turn out to be a serial killer. But <laughs> her irresponsible older brother would be like, oh okay. Dude, everybody was asleep. I remember I would get up, I would turn TV on. Because mom's like, you better go to bed. Because I've always been a night owl. Right. And I'd be sitting out there and I'd turn on Discovery Channel. And there would just be like surgeries. I'd just be watching it. And like, I and I knew it was a surgery. Like I knew they were doing something inside someone's body. But it didn't bother me. Which is weird. Not normal. <clears throat> That's the first time I actually seen a, a woman give birth to a child. Was mm-hmm. on, on Discovery. And, and they showed it all too. I, uh, yeah. Uh, we you know. had to watch one of those in... um in biology and i remember like it didn't phase me i'm like whatever because you know i know that's what happens right right right. and i had seen it before on something else i think i seen it on youtube to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> probably you know you get to the weird side of youtube and yeah. you start seeing people give birth i'm like what the heck but the guys in the class were like oh my god oh my god i gotta <laughs> i gotta walk out and like they're turning green i'm just like you guys are wusses well you know and the funny thing is is and i was there for both you know the births of my kids both mm-hmm. of them and I, I seen it and it's, it's not that bad in real, you know, in reality. Yeah. Because you're like, it, it, I mean, of course, if you're an outsider just watching a video, you're like, oh my God, the, ow, ow, you know, but as a, a parent or soon to be parent, you see like the, the crowning of the head. It's not like, oh my God. It's like, here he comes. Yeah. Here he comes or here she comes. Here she comes. And that's, that's, that's Exciting. what's going through your mind. Not. You know, the uh, elasticity, as it were, yeah. of the human body. The the thing I thought was so funny is that the lady they showed on the, in that class, she had, like, the nicest looking birth you could ever imagine. Like, there wasn't a lot of blood or goozing of fluids, and the baby just came out all perfect. And I'm just like, you think that's nasty? you got to see some of these ones that are nasty. Because you know sometimes people lose a lot of blood when they're, when they're having a baby or right. the, a lot of stuff comes <laughs> out with it. It was all nice and, like, gentle. I'm like, Lacey got Zoe out in four pushes. That's what that lady was. And it was weird because you, you literally heard the water break. <laughs> okay, so she's sitting here and the nurse is, one nurse is holding one leg and, you know, she's holding yeah. the other leg. She's in a prone position, you know, to give birth. And you hear a uh, pop. Then you see, or not blood, but just the water just, yeah. and then as the water is, here comes the kid. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, like if she's riding on a water slide, you know, and it hits that curb to go up and go yeah. in the pool. That's the way. And the nurse literally, like, you know, tried to had to, you know, catch her. Yeah. Because she got airborne. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of airborne and children, uh, she's asleep. And that's surprising. She she's passed out over there. She is. She's passed out. Um, let's see, where do I want to go with this? Okay, uh, we all know that I'm writing a, the Yotnam story. It's still taking some time. I downloaded the Ronin, uh, comic book. I haven't read it yet. Do you know anything about the Ronin comic book? I'll, all I know is it's Ronin is a samurai. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say. So. They have a, they have a movie on Netflix called Ronin. Really? Yeah. It's not but it's not it. anything to do with. I'm like, really? It's like a police movie or something. Yeah. I looked at it, I was like, I wonder what this is about. And I read the description, I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> um, well, ladies and gentlemen, I have finally casted the female lead. Finally. 
we have a female lead. So, uh, Teresa Tate, she's a, a, a co-worker of mine over at, at St. Mary. She's a, actually, she's an RN. She's a telemetry RN. And I, I was just working and I actually heard her talking and I, I heard her kind of get stern with the patient. And I'm like, you know, that, that kind of sounds close to what I kind of hear in my head with, with Leia. Um, the lead female, and I talked to her, and I, I showed her some, you know, pieces of the script, and I said, you know, this is what you would do, and she went home, and she talked to her husband, which, thank God, her husband's a huge comic fan, too, because she's like, well, what do you think? And the husband, I guess, was like, are you kidding me? Do it! You know? And so, that's, we've got someone to finally well, play good. the the voice of Leia, and we've shifted things around, you know, because Scene Red has been Monday. It's always been Monday. We went to Friday for about eight weeks. Now we're back on Monday. We shifted again some more things around. And I actually have a day where I don't have to do anything. Well, that day I've decided to start writing comic books again. That's good. And what I'm doing is I'm working on Smash. And it's been fun. Unfortunately, uh, Russo, if you hear this, I'm sorry, brother. You know, I, uh, what we wrote 13, 14 years ago just isn't that funny now. You know what I'm saying? Because we were both, well, fuck, I think he might have been 19. You know, when I was in my early 20s. So, you know, just that, that thought process changes the older yeah. you get. So I, I'm literally rewriting every issue. Well, back then, I mean, people would eat that shit up. The, like what? Because you, you showed me Smash. Oh, no, no, not the one that got, uh, the one that's finished. No, the original, original yeah. Smash. Well, there's there's actually some things I took out of the original Smash. Oh. Think about when him and Russo first wrote it. Yeah. Okay. And we all know that Russo is the most talented person in the world, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I'm just, it is what it is. You know, but yeah, I, I'm not bringing them back into this. Um, I'm rewriting it. Of course, I'll give him story credit because, you know, he deserves it. He came yeah, up he with it. Yeah, he helped create it. Um, but as far as the actual story now, I, I'm rewriting it. And then once I finish rewriting it, that's Zoe sucking on a bottle. Oh, like a parrot. I'm like, you're a parrot here. I'm like, cocktails again or what? Um, but after I finish rewriting the six issues, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm going to start drawing again. And Terry is actually working on issue seven. And I like Terry's sense of humor. He's He's got... <clears throat> since he's been here with us, I've, I've learned more about him, even though we've been friends for ten years. Mm-hmm. But we have a very similar sense of humor. So he's he's going to be taking... Smash, uh, starting episode seven. I don't know how far he's going to go. And then after that, I think I'm going to publish him. I think, you know, I, but it's something that before, how do I say this? Before being a publisher, before being a, a novelist or a short story writer or screenwriter or artist, I was a comic book writer. You know that as yeah. much as I do. That's that's what's buried in me. And it's been so long since I wrote a comic book, it was like, literally... You gotta go full circle. Yeah, well, it it felt like neglecting a child. You know? <laughs> it really did. 
And I'm like, fuck, I got to get back into this. And, and so I'm, I'm getting back into it and I'm working on it. And it's, it's been fun so far. But I have to say, Russo, some scenes, what the fuck were you thinking, man? I, yeah, uh, yeah. What were you thinking? So, <laughs> what was I thinking for going along with it? <laughs> so that's what's going on right now. Um, can I tell you some news? Sure. All right, boys and girls, here we go. This is episode 45. So, doing it live. No. In Apple Valley, California. Sorry. I'm just excited because I've actually got some <laughs> weird news. North Carolina soldier and wife charged with making dog, dog porn. porn. Oh, God. Jeez. I know it's been a long time coming, folks. I just had to zoom in. So I'm going to try to read this off the TV. There's the wife. <clears throat> oh, this is from the Huffington Post. All right. So a Redford, North Carolina woman is accused of having sex with a dog while her Fort Bragg soldier husband filmed them. The couple posted the video on the Internet, police say. Anything you can ever imagine a man <laughs> and a woman doing to each other, she was having to do... The dogs uh, do. Having the dogs do. A Redford, a Rayford police chief, Franklin Crumpler, told the Huffington Post on Tuesday. It says, Reuben Ch Chance, James Fox, and his wife, Amber Nicole Fox, both 23, were to make their first court courtroom appearance in Hoke County on Tuesday after their Monday arrest. Crumpler said they faced charges of bestiality, bestiality, conspiracy. How the fuck is that conspiracy? I don't know. Um, and where was I at? Uh, da, 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 da. Conspiracy and... Disseminating obscene materials. Oh, there we go. Disseminating obscene materials with Ember Fox facing an additional charge of soliciting a, a crime against, against nature. nature. The <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. The um, Humane Society. The Humane Jeez. Society tipped off the cybercrime unit of the Fairfax County Police Department in Virginia which then contacted the Rayford officials when the IP computer address linked to Foxes, to the Foxes, to the video, the chief explained. Police seized computer equipment from the couple's homes and placed two mixed breed dogs and three, three, fuck, what was she doing? The, okay, I get the dogs. What was the fuck was she doing with cats? I don't know. She's getting her pussy fixed, apparently. Wow. <laughs> And three cats on premises in a shelter in Fayetteville Observer reported. Specialist Ruben Fox is assigned to, to the Army 82nd Airborne Division. Outlet confirms. <clears throat> what a disgrace. I mean, he looks like a child molester anyway, but still. Look at that. Actually, he does. His wife actually looked pretty normal, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm... Where do I start? I think he, I think it was like a mental breakdown because he got stuck on airborne. No, it was probably something <laughs> he liked, and he wanted his wife to partake in it, and she said yes. <gasps> no, it always it 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 always a uh, fuck man. That's just I bring this up because it's funny, you know, but it blows my mind that these are actual people that are fucking animals. Yeah, 
And making porn? And it's like, if you're married, what is your excuse? Like, you have a husband and a wife. Your husband and a wife, that's just sick. They're just sick people. Yes. They're just doing it because either he gets off on it or she gets off on it. Or they both get off on it. <clears throat> I wonder how that conversation goes about. Hi, honey, what's for dinner? Are you going to fuck this dog so I can videotape it? You know? Right? <laughs> no, it's more like, hi, honey, what's for dinner? This dog's in my mouth. What? <laughs> God. <laughs> Be like, Barrr. neighbors are thinking, whoa, I don't see no ambulance around. Barrr. You know that dog's barking about something different. <laughs> wow. The cats are just sitting back watching it like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> They're like, I'm going in. Tag me, whiskers. Tag me. Tag me. <laughs> Seriously, I feel so bad for those animals. That's so sad. It is. It's, but it's so. How do you even get an animal to have sex with you? That's they have to train it, I'm sure. Or something. Oh yeah, that's how I don't. Well, did understand. you hear? Now, this is actually something that was secondary, and I don't know the whole story behind it. But a lady uh, would put peanut butter on her clitoris. That's like a man smearing peanut butter on his Johnson. Yeah, same thing. And the the dog would lick it off. And, of course, during the process of that, it would cause, you know, yeah. an arousal and, and, you know, she'd have an orgasm. Well, I guess one day the dog got a little too randy. How do you get a dog erect? They must have, like, looked that up on Google or something <laughs> and was like, okay, let's do this, but let's put food involved. So, this, well, hold on, hold on. Let me, a... let, me, let me finish this okay. real fast. So the dog got a little too randy, and instead of just licking it off, went and bit a chunk out of her downstairs. Oh, my God. And she had to go to the hospital and have things wow. reconstructed. Okay, go ahead. There's a this lady that my friend at school told me about this. I forgot about it. But I guess there was this old lady. She was, like, in her 60s, and she would put, like, cat food on her vagina and her cat had her cat to lick it off of her she had a whole bunch of cats like a cat lady and i guess she ended up getting like a really bad like infection down there and she had to go to the hospital and like it was like she had like staff or something really nasty down there let the cats do that yeah she put cat food on her genitals let the cats lick it off that's what the opposite sex is for okay right or no that's not even what the opposite sex is for that's what playmates are for well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They have sites for those things for a reason. Like, I don't understand people. I just think it's sick. Well, I think our listeners just jumped up another five thousand. <laughs> I, I, you wouldn't believe I've been saving this one particular article uh, for a long time. I actually got one more article, but that's gonna. I'm gonna save that for next episode. All right. Um, <sighs> But yeah, I mean, wow. I There's don't, some sick like, fuckers. They try to say she was lonely. She was a lonely old lady and she had nobody. Go on the internet and find yourself a man. Quit letting the cats try to go down on you. It's disgusting. It is. That's not sanitary. <laughs> and apparently she proved that it wasn't sanitary because she had to go to the hospital with an infection and explain how she got it. How did, now, how did that conversation go? Uh, uh, Doc, I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> like... Um, what do you think is wrong with you? Well, it was like, it was like, it almost like, almost like equivalent to blue waffle. Do you see what that is? Really? 
You've seen Blue Waffle, right? Yes. That's how bad the infection was shit down there. Wow. Has something to do with like the cat saliva or something, and then like feces. Yeah, because cats, you know, cats lick, lick their, their assholes. Their butt, right. They have a lot of germs in their feces, and then they're licking her vagina, and that's disgusting. But yeah, I don't know how she told the doctor. She probably like probably tried to lie about it at first. They're probably like, this disease is only found in the saliva of cats. You're lying to us, ma'am. <laughs> it... I don't know, but. Bless you, children, because at least you give me something funny to talk about. Right. Um. Yeah, that's. I think that's enough to go out on. <laughs> um. So stick around. We've got what four more weeks before episode fifty-two. We're we are counting down, and I know probably people are thinking, well, four more weeks. That's only forty-nine. But the the week of episode fifty-two. Uh, episode 50 is going to air on that Monday, then you get a triple whammy just to celebrate it. You're going to get, no, I said that wrong. You're going to get episode 50 on Saturday. Let's see, Saturday, November 23rd. You're going to get episode 50 on Saturday. Then Sunday, you're going to get episode 51. And then Monday, which is the actual anniversary of not only Seeing Red, but the Jizzle Modcast Network, we will do episode 52. And we're, I've, I, I don't know if I've actually told you this, but we're going to have a party. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody's going to be here. Um, I'm even getting cake with uh, rice paper printing on it. You know, it's going to have, you know, the the cool background with the different podcast uh, yeah. logos and shit. And uh, so we're going to talk about our best moments in the last, you know, 52 weeks of podcasting. And that'll be November 25th. All right. So that's it for this week, kids. I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're just one of those sick fuckers that like pussy, and I'm not talking the female pussy, you might be seeing red. <laughs> Good night.